Welcome to this week's edition of Ocean Allison, where I bring you the best in ocean science, education, and conservation through conversations with people who are creating positive change for the ocean. Listeners, this is Ocean Allison bringing you the 50th episode of Ocean Allison podcast. So in order to celebrate the fact that I have published and produced 50 podcast episodes so far, I wanted to actually do things a little bit differently today. While I've had so many amazing guests on my podcast, from scientists to photographers to surfers to teachers and everything you can think of in between, all people doing great things for the ocean, I also feel like sometimes listeners don't really have the best background story on me um, as their host. And so I wanted to give you guys a little bit more information about my background, where I come from, why do I produce this podcast episode, and and who am I? Um, And then I also wanted to answer a few questions that I often get from listeners. And so I thought maybe I could share that on the podcast so that everybody, even if you've maybe not reached out to ask, maybe you thought of that question. So I'm going to be sharing that with all of my listeners today. So I first just want to really start out by thanking every single one of you that's listening right now and that has listened to any of my podcast episodes for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. When I started this, I didn't know if anyone was going to listen. And as of today, actually, uh, June 6th, 2017, There have been more than 11,000 listens to my podcast episodes, so it's a really amazing achievement, and I'm very grateful for all of you that tune in and appreciate the podcast. And I also want to give a really big shout out to all the guests that I've had on the show. There have been 49 of you now, and you know who you are, and it's been so great to be able to talk with you and learn more about your story and then share that with others. And I know that your stories are not only inspiring to me, but inspiring to all of my listeners. So a little bit about me. My name is actually Allison Randolph. It's not Ocean Allison. Um, That's my nickname. I grew up actually in South Florida in a town called Stewart, Florida. And funny enough, I'm actually in Stewart, Florida right now visiting my family. So I'm very excited to be back home in South Florida because it means a lot to me. Um, Mostly because my childhood here in South Florida, based on my location as well as my parents' interests, really set the stage for my life being centered around the ocean. So my dad is a boat builder and my parents, before I was born, actually built their own sailboat and lived aboard for about six years sailing up and down the east coast of the United States and also to the Bahamas. So they obviously really love being on the ocean, and they pass that down to me. So I like to joke that actually I spent more time below the surface than above the surface when I was growing up, and obviously that's not true, but it sometimes feels that way because between going to the beach, going on the boat, snorkeling, and being on the swim team, I just felt like I was constantly underwater. And that's really where I feel most at home is when I'm swimming or snorkeling. I just feel so clear headed and, and free when I'm in the water. And then as I grew up in that environment where I was, you know, 
spending a month at a time on our family's boat in the Bahamas and naming the fish that would come to the back of our boat and being just so infatuated with the sea stars that were there and the corals and all these amazing animals. I obviously started to get really curious, right? You know, I I learned from an early age that I was very curious and kind of had that scientific mindset of like, well, why is like, where is the sargassum coming from? You know, type of seaweed. And, you know, why is there why are there's more sea stars here and less sea stars over there and things like that. And so I started to get that scientific mindset. And in school, we had to do these science fair projects. And turns out I was actually really into science fair. And obviously, my parents helped me out a lot with that as well. Um, But I was able to go to state science fair multiple times. None of my science fair projects were ever really about the ocean. I did one about bottom paint on boats one year, but I had that kind of science, scientific method and science brain being utilized in these science fair projects. And then I was kind of doing the the in the field portion when I was with my family out on the boat. So I was kind of cultivating all of this as I was growing up and I didn't really even realize it. And then so when it was time for me to go to college, I realized that I wanted to study marine biology. It seemed like a natural fit. And so I decided ultimately to go to Florida Institute of Technology, which is in Melbourne, Florida, kind of central Florida on the East Coast. And I decided to go there because they had an amazing marine biology program. At least that's what I thought. That's what I was told before I went there. And it ultimately turned out to be very true. It was an amazing facility and resources as well as professors and staff that were there. And I just had so many amazing experiences. I got to work in multiple different laboratories with professors and really learn what it was like to kind of be a scientist and doing my own undergraduate research and helping master students and PhD students do their research, you know, being their lab assistant and not to mention just the courses that I got to take. We had so many in the field experiences from doing bird monitoring to counting shoreline organisms and, you know, all these different things. So I got that degree. I got my marine biology degree from Florida Institute of Technology and I then started to kind of transition into the world of communications, started to realize that maybe I wasn't really cut out exactly for research science, but I loved research science, but maybe I wasn't the one that needed to be doing it. Maybe that was better suited for other people. And I started to realize, you know, I really like communicating with people and bringing this science to them. And so I worked at Birch Aquarium in San Diego for a number of different years on and off as an educator. I made a few films. I worked with a science group that went to Antarctica a few years ago and did all their communications for them. And I really started to build this brand of Ocean Allison on social media as well. You know, I made a website and I really just started to put myself out there as this person that wanted to be a voice for the ocean. You know, I had this knowledge and I had this passion and I wanted to be a voice for the ocean. Ultimately, I came upon the podcast because I first started listening to podcasts, other podcasts, and started to be like, wow, there's this whole like other medium of how you can learn. And, you know, I'd listened to NPR in my car a lot. And I obviously knew that people listened to radio. But the podcast thing really clicked for me. And I really enjoyed listening to podcasts while I would drive because I oftentimes find myself not really wanting to just listen to music, but wanting to learn something when I'm driving. And so 
then I was trying to find podcasts about what I'm really interested in, what I'm really passionate about, and that's the ocean, ocean conservation and science and education. And I just felt like it wasn't really fully out there. I felt like what I would put into the world wasn't out there. And obviously that makes sense because I wasn't doing it. And so that kind of started to come into my brain. And then I went to a number of different amazing events um, in a short amount of time where I was meeting just all these amazing people that were doing such important and positive things for the ocean. And I felt like what was in the media was like all this negative stuff about how the oceans are dying and overfishing and coral bleaching and pollution and all these negative things, which obviously are totally true and they're out there and they're they're real and we need to address them. But I felt like there was a lot of doom and gloom in the news and I felt like I was meeting all these people that were so positive and doing so many great things. And then I had this podcast thing in the back of my head. And so it kind of all clicked. So in getting into, you know, like I said in the beginning, I'm going to talk about why do I do this podcast? Why did I start it in the beginning and why do I continue to do it? Um, This is getting into why did I start it in the beginning? And I do want to preface this for anyone that's interested in ever starting their own podcast or anyone, any of my listeners that are just interested in learning about how I started this. I literally had no idea what I was doing. I, uh, like I said, I had listened to some podcasts and I had some skills in communications in terms of like educating classrooms and writing social media posts, but I had no experience recording my voice for a podcast episode or scheduling people for interviews or getting my podcasts on iTunes and Google Play and finding the right audio equipment and making sure that I had the right programs and all these different things. And it was definitely a struggle. There was a lot of time put in and a lot of confusion about what equipment and programs and all these sorts of things. But ultimately, I got through it and I figured it out. Also with big thanks to my fiance, Greg, who is technologically minded and was able to help me out a lot. And yeah, I was able to to make it happen. However, it wasn't just that first struggle. You know, there's been lots of struggles in between with scheduling conflicts with my guests and timing issues and program issues. I had recorded at one point several episodes that were unusable because of a issue with my software. So all these things have happened, but ultimately I persist and I want you as the listeners to know this because I want you to realize how much I really do care about producing this podcast and um, I really do care about all of you that listen and I'm still learning that's the thing I don't have a degree in communications even I don't have a degree in radio hosting or podcasting but I'm making it happen I care about this vision so much And I've gotten such positive feedback since I've started, which it's been like a year and four months now since I started. I've gotten such positive feedback that I'm motivated to continue doing what I'm doing, to continue to produce these episodes because I do feel as though it's making an impact. And I hope those of you that are listening agree. So to get into the reason a little bit more of why do I produce this podcast beyond just, you know, the listenership and and the inspiration that I believe that I'm providing, fundamentally, I focus on ocean conservation and science and education because it's my belief that if we don't have a planet that can sustain us, then 
we don't have life, right? If we don't take care of the ocean, which is really the the driver of everything on our planet, you know, it produces our oxygen, it controls our climate. 99% of the living biosphere is in the ocean. It's where life first occurred on our planet. It's what makes our planet unique, you know, this big giant mass of water. If we don't have a healthy ocean, you know, our 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 lives as we know it is going to change drastically and as obviously the animals that live in the ocean as well as animals that live on land is going to change drastically and we're seeing changes already but it's not too late we can turn things around we can slow things down and we can make things better it's my fundamental belief that this is at the core of what's necessary to sustain humans and all life and so you know, with that fundamental belief, I strive to share my perspective with others. If I can share my perspective, then maybe they're going to think about the ocean more or they're going to think about the ocean in a bit of a different way and thinking about it that it's it's vital to everyone's health, including their own, right? So that's kind of the base of the motivation for this podcast is like, let's talk about the ocean more because it's not being talked about. And then in terms of the positive element, I always highlight people that are creating positive change for the ocean. And I always try to leave you listeners feeling positive. And I've gotten feedback that I that I do that, that I leave you feeling positive, but also motivated. You know, the positive element really comes from what I was talking about earlier with the doom and gloom sort of situation. We hear a lot of negatives when it comes to the environment. And that's justified because there are a lot of negative things happening to our environment. But, you know, there's also a lot of positives. There's also a lot of inspiring stories out there. And so that's what I aim to do with this podcast. I I aim to get people talking about the ocean, get people thinking about the ocean in different ways, and allow people to hear stories from real people in all these different fields that are doing something positive, that are really truly making an impact and turning things around in the right direction. And so that's really my motivation. So I hope you guys now can understand a little bit more of where I'm coming from in terms of my background, as well as how did I start this? Why did I start this? And and why do I continue to do it? What are my fundamental beliefs in it? And so the last thing I want to wrap up with is a question that I get asked a lot, and I get this from listeners and people that follow me on social media. I get asked the question, you know, how can I get involved with ocean conservation? Like, what can I do? And sometimes people ask me that because they want me to somehow give them a, a job to do, you know, to help me out. And unfortunately, or, or fortunately, I'm kind of a one person show at this point, you know, I work as a contract worker to help communicate ocean science research. And I do my own social media accounts. And I go to schools and I speak and all these sorts of things. So I can't really provide a space for someone to help me per se. But there are so many things that each and every single person on this planet can do to help the ocean and to get involved with ocean conservation initiatives. So in talking about the getting involved part, which is what I get asked a lot, I'll just rattle off some things that you can do to get involved. First of all, educate yourself. So whether you go take a class because you're in high school or college or there's a community college near you, or you just watch a ton of documentaries that are relevant, or you read a bunch of 
books on ocean science or conservation topics or you go to conferences I mean, you can go to ocean educator conferences or you can go to scientific conferences and watch presentations or lecture series and watch presentations you can follow different people on social media that's a great way to get more informed and learn more and through that information then you can start to make decisions more clearly on how can you get involved with ocean conservation you can decide what am i most interested in terms of this and how do you know how could my skill set be translated into something positive for this effort so you know i think that's the first step is really just immersing yourself in the education side of things and then um, secondly you know getting involved you can join an organization Surfrider is a great example. I had the CEO of Surfrider on the podcast. Probably some of you have listened to that. You know, they have chapters throughout the U.S. as well as throughout the world that you can join. And if there's not a chapter near you, you can start your own. You can join a number of different organizations where you can actually be an active member. You know, it's not just about donating money, which is obviously Another great thing that you can do for conservation organizations that are focused on the ocean like, you know, Surfrider or Ocean Conservancy or so, 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 so many others. I should plug Mission Blue because they're one of my favorites. You can also attend beach cleanups or events like that where you can actively help in that way. Um, But honestly, in terms of the beach cleanup thing, the best thing that you can do is actually just to change your consumer habits. And this goes along with the education as you educate yourself more about consumer habits and how they affect the ocean. You can make better decisions in your own life to say, I'm going to not use that single-use plastic item. I'm going to use a reusable one. Or I'm going to not buy something that is shipped from halfway across the world. I'm going to buy something that was made locally. Or I'm going to reuse this item or I'm going to recycle this item. There are so many choices. And then in terms of food, which is another consumer thing that we do, right? You know, eating less meat is a guaranteed good thing for the environment and definitely the ocean. So, you know, um, educating yourself on that. I personally am a vegan. I don't eat any animal products at all especially not anything that comes from the ocean because I love the ocean so much and I know that it's very troubled in terms of overfishing and overharvesting. So those types of choices in terms of consumer habits are one of the most powerful ways that you can actually help the ocean and get involved with ocean conservation just in your day-to-day life. You don't have to like go out and get a new job necessarily or do some really drastic crazy thing. Um, I also do want to say that You know, for those of you that are looking to get involved in ocean conservation, but maybe don't know the exact right path or the way how, you know, if you have a skill set that maybe doesn't seem like it aligns with ocean conservation or ocean science, I guarantee that that skill set can be used for that purpose, to be a positive force for that purpose. You know, are you a computer programmer? That can obviously help. You can join an organization and say, hey, I have these computer programming skills. Are you a really great artist? a really great singer you know all these talents that we might have can be really useful to organizations out there that are doing great work for the ocean and also you can just use those talents if you want to start your own initiative you know I've used my talents of communicating uh, and you know connecting with people and educating to be a platform for ocean science and conservation and you know I encourage anybody that's listening 
to use your talents and use your passion to do something good for our planet as well because that's really what it's all about you know in doing something good for our planet you're doing something good for yourself and everyone you know and everyone they know and everyone that will ever be and every animal that will ever be so you know I I encourage everyone to do something positive for the ocean today tomorrow the next day and beyond and I want you guys to know that that's what I do that's what my life focus is is trying to continuously create positive change for the ocean and this podcast is just one of the ways that I do that and I so appreciate all of you listening and all of the guests that I've had on this show and everyone that's contributed to my funding platform patreon.com slash oceanallison which truly does help keep the podcast episodes coming. I never could have imagined that I would get to 50 episodes, but I'm so happy I'm here. And next month's episode will actually highlight one of the scientists I'll be on expedition with this month in the Gulf of Mexico, studying the continued effects of the 2010 Deepwater Horizon oil spill on the deep sea, specifically deep sea corals. So if you guys want to join in with that expedition uh, before I even publish that podcast episode, you can visit ecogig.org, that's E-C-O-G-I-G, ecogig.org and you guys can follow along with us and even watch our live rov broadcast from the deep sea while we're out there so i just want to thank all of you very much again this is ocean allison with my 50th podcast episode and i am signing off to learn more about the topics discussed in this podcast visit my website at oceanallison.com and tune into next month's episode to hear another conversation between me and someone creating positive change for the ocean.